This is the Scum and Snake Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Snake, we are past Thanksgiving. We got two weeks until the playoffs. This is Fantasy Crunch Time. Crunch Time, go time. Week 13. Happy, sad. Playoffs are going to be exciting, but the regular season's winding down. End of November. I mean, all of it just combined is is good and bad. But that's what we do. Agent every year comes for us. It comes, I guess. Well, just to kind of table set a little bit, we're still technically in November. This episode will come out in November, so I'm not going to go full Christmas, bonk you guys over the head with it just yet. But it's coming, just so you know. Just mm-hmm. like the winter dread comes, the freaking holly jolly scum is going to be on you real soon. He's going to be all on you. Well, we'll stick to uh, this regular type episode right now. But, Nick, we always got to start with a nonsense minute. And we're coming out of, you know, the the days of deals. We had Black Friday. We had Cyber Monday. All kinds of shopping and discounts that me and maybe some others were, were trying to take advantage of. But my question to you, Sneak, is what player is the most discounted right now in Dynasty? So basically, what's like the biggest buy low player right now? Hmm. So, you know, I'll throw out a couple names. Maybe these aren't my answers, but uh, maybe like some highly touted and highly drafted rookies that are underperforming. So a JSN or a Quentin Johnston potentially. Um, is it players that have had down years dealing with injuries, maybe like a, a Justin Fields type or um, kind of on the older spectrum, but I'm thinking maybe like an Aaron Jones. Maybe you think he's got a couple more years in him. Probably not. Is the answer a young running back that will look to assume a bigger role soon? Tajay Spears, um, I don't know, Kendra Miller maybe for some people. Uh, some options, some kind of thoughts. What what would your answer be? Biggest dynasty discount right now? I mean, literally every single name you just mentioned is is perfect for this question. A lot of those guys, or at least some of those guys, were on my team. So I will acknowledge the fact that all of my receivers have been underperforming. So those guys, I guess you could call them uh, buy low candidates. Uh, I like where you went with like the Aaron Jones. I mean, we just uh, you know, kind of like an older-ish running back that you might say have another year or two left. Got to wonder if anyone on someone like Ernie's team is is potentially available, maybe like a maybe a Mixon or a Tyler Lockett, somebody. Well, I thought uh, another like kind of fun option is a potential high-premium tight end like a Dalton Kincaid or a Sam LaPorta. Are they a buy-low? Like, it would be a hefty price, but... Is it is now the time to pay up before they hit like Kelsey Mark Andrews type prices that we've seen recently? I mean, that's a really good question because you can either look at it at the fantasy perspective, just overall, or if you're really trying to lock it down to like specific leagues, it determines on what the manager, what that team has done with who they're holding. But I mean, honestly, at the top of my hat, all the names that you mentioned are are basically there. Uh, maybe, uh, I mean, you could go to your team, someone like a T Higgins, you know, very down year, 
very much been injured. Is he going to have, what's his production going to be going forward? Is he going to be on a new team? You get, you know, DK, you know, he's definitely not lived up at least this year to the AJ Brown type comparison that we had a couple of years ago. Obviously they came in together, that kind of a thing. Uh, what, about, what about quarterbacks? What about, you know, I mean, I think, I think some, I mean, again, going to my team or just going to just Dak is a high, buy high candidate going into the playoffs slash going into next year. I mean, he's been on fire. Uh, gosh, you know, we kind of saw, Oh, I mean, I don't know, man, that's a really good question. And I think every, I think there's, you can almost make the case for a lot of players. Uh, yeah, and it, it could be I like a fun episode that one, we do. Though. Like, like we could go through everyone's team and be like, this person is actually like a good value right now, right? But so I'm going to give my, I'll give my answer because I thought about this a long time. And it's not necessarily the answer in our league, in our LV Dynasty League, because this person doesn't ever allow for like a real buy low because he's so greedy. Um, but I think in general, a guy that I would look to, or I think his value is only going to go up, is Brees Hall. That was that was my answer, just kind of like looking at what things are like up and down year. The Jets are a super weird team, but Brees Hall's last year's 101. We have put a curse out upon him, so that maybe factors in, but thinking of a guy that's just going to probably in the next two years going to be in the top five back uh, or at least value kind of discussion for age and what I think he can produce. That's kind of my answer just overall dynasty, but again, not going to happen in our league because it's Brandon. Yeah, that's a good name. Interesting to bring him up when I, I was looking at players and kind of trying to do a little bit of, before we jumped on here, looking at what's going on in the league. You know, I haven't really feel like I've heard anything from Brees Hall this year. Like you just, the Jets have been horrible. You don't really watch their games. I haven't, I barely pay attention to Garrett Wilson, but Brees Hall is the number 15 running back on the year. Yeah. On a team that's not scoring at all. You know, that they, that's think, like super good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Robert Sala had a, uh, had a quote this week that like Brees isn't getting like tough yards or something, but it's like this, the, the team is not set up for, that type of success, but when you look at the ways like Brees has scored touchdowns, they've been like long, um, super good runs. Like, I don't know, that's, that's someone that if you can get at lower than what he was going for last year, I think that's a discount because nothing has really changed other than Aaron Rodgers got hurt and that offense sucks, but should get better. You know, I'm going to just pick, I want to try to, I want to give you an, an answer. I don't know, I don't know if this is going to be a good answer or not, but I want to give you a player. It's going to be on Jimbo's team. It's going to be Tony Pollard. I'm just going to stick with the running back uh, category. You know, he had a very super slow start. Surprisingly, the age 26, this is his first year of being like the starter. We I don't know if it showed us that he's maybe not every down material, but, and I know Jimbo and probably a lot of people who's owned him in dynasties have probably looked to try to move him, but, the number 11 on the year running back, assuming he sticks around in Dallas, maybe either on another franchise tag or a, you know, a team friendly type deal for a year or two. That could be like, I don't know if it's a buy low or if it's kind of like a 
buy medium, like get yourself a starting running back on an explosive offense for the next couple of years. I don't know. Man, I like that name. Um, again, he would have been going for way more at the beginning of the year, has had a down year. So he's been a little better recently. I think you're saying that next year, maybe he bounces back in full. Oh. I like that. For me, it'd just be the age for him, just the like dynasty perspective. But like, that's my only little knock on that. Um, yeah, no, we're, we are big running back guys, always have been, always will. We try to get away from it, but still, it's in, it's in our bones. I mean, this is a really good question, Scum, and I think it'd be really good uh, fodder for the group chat and a lot of leagues and, and fantasy players out there as you're going into playoffs, whether, you know, we're specifically talking dynasty here. You can make a strong case for a lot of players, and it's a fun conversation to have, so I'd like to see what the the listeners will have to say about this because this is this could be a very – this is a really fun topic and a really good question and it could probably if we really wanted to we could just spend the majority of our time on it but we're not going to but that's a good question i really like it oh, thank you thank you all right well um any big news that i'm forgetting from over the weekend that we need to talk about it was a long weekend uh, so it kind of feels like so much has happened I don't know if so like big news, but I think there's just something to be said about some of these teams with the injuries, the quarterback injuries, the poor play. And it's just, I think just overall, we kind of, I don't, we've been talking about, we've been kind of teasing it up, but I think we could probably put a capper on it almost is just the lost ish seasons out of big name players, either due to themselves getting injured or like secondary injuries, like to their quarterback, like, the slow start with Cincinnati, Joe Burrow being slow, starting out being hurt. They had a good little stretch there, and now with Burrow hurt again, Jamar Chase and then slash T Higgins. Like that whole Cincinnati offense very much, I think what I'm, you know, I think for me it's just the biggest storyline is just the the lack of productivity with big names and big name teams. I mean, there's been a lot of loss there. And then there's been a lot of loss. I mean, speaking at least on my, on like my experience, because I feel like I hold a, a good grip of young, talented players that just aren't producing. Like there's just, you know, uh, there's been lost ish seasons with players because of injuries, the way the team is managed and coached or whatever it may be. I think that's just a bigger storyline that we've, like I said, we've kind of talked about it. We've been kind of teasing up to it, but there's been a lot of that going on this year. And I think that's kind of the consensus. If you're look, listening to a lot of the people out there in the fantasy world, it's like, there's, they're just not, there hasn't been that from the players that we're used to or wanting to see it from. So you've had a lot of disappointments or I don't know what the word is, but I think that's kind of my thing is just, what and I'm seeing it. You see, we see it again week after week. It's just like, oh, you know, like very, and you see it in way the teams. You know, we'll get into it. We're talking about the rankings. Certain teams aren't making the playoffs. Certain teams aren't winning their weeks because their big name players aren't producing. And then there's some that are have either had a resurgence or just stayed. It's just been a weird year. We've talked about it before. It's been a weird year with points. It's been a weird year with injuries, big names. And it's been kind of frustrating and kind of given us bad games and bad football a little bit more than I think we're used to seeing. Yeah, the thing that I think about as you go on that whole 
you know, discussion, I, I agree with you. I think it just makes the point that's been said before, but at, at most there's, what, 20 good quarterbacks in the world at a time? Like, And I'm good, but I, I mean, like, that you're happy with as an NFL team, right? So I think the bottom of that is the uh, – I don't know, like, uh, like not fancy wise, but just that you're type of like a Sam Howell right now, right? Like he's probably like the last guy that the team's like, okay, like we can roll with him moving forward. That might even be pushing it, but like, I mean, the Steelers aren't happy with Kenny Pickett. The Patriots aren't happy with Matt Jones. Um, Bryce Young is still a question mark. Like the Danny Dimes experiment experiment in in New York is over. Like. There's there's so many teams that don't have reliable quarterbacks. And then when guys like Burrow and Rodgers and Kirk Cousins get hurt, that even makes it more apparent. So um, I think that's, that's like I said, what, what I think of when you say that. Like the teams that – or the players that we have a lot of faith in. Um, you mentioned like your Garrett Wilson, Drake London. When they're tied to terrible quarterbacks, it just kind of ruins everything. Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of my overall point for the year slash, you know, I can't think of anything that might've happened over this last week. That's worthy of talking about besides, you know, players like, you know, the giants, like you said, like DeVito getting a, getting a win. And, uh, but it's like, it's the Cowboys, it's the Eagles, it's the chiefs to an, to an extent, you know, Mahomes, Kelsey, and then they're figuring it out with other players. Uh, but yeah, there's just been a lot of not realized potential. And I think going into this next off season, coaches, quarterbacks, teams, uh, it's, it's a lot more wide open. I feel like than maybe in, in the past with what can it, cause I mean, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, I can go on this cause I feel like it's been on my team is I got these, I got four young receivers that just basically are worthless or suck because they have bad quarterbacks or bad teams. A lot of people have that same mentality. And so anyway, that's enough. <laughs> anyway, that is enough. All right. Should we get into the power ranks? This is going to be a big, again, playoff centered uh, segment, but um, let's just, let's just get at it. And as always, we'll start from bottom to top. Bottom, no surprise, number 12 is Scummy. Number 11, we're going to bump Doug down to his rightful spot there. The team is is struggling right now. Only a few pieces of note, and it's just not been good for Doug. Number 10 is Matt. Moving up a little bit, his team has shown some promise, and some of his guys that he invested in are popping. Number 9, despite being feisty, despite wanting to win, uh is Gooch, and we'll actually talk about his trade here in a second because that made him a little worse. Number eight is Big Sneak. Fighting hard, but looking for next year. Number seven, what what a fall from grace. We've got Ernie Fritz. At number six, he's made it both into the top playoff spots, Big T. Number five is Hefty. Number four is Jimbo. Number three, and just the all-time shocker, clips the playoff spot, is Smith Ben 08. And then at number two, the SCT Showbiz, Wade, Yealy, Yee, Buttersnaps, whatever you want to call him, 
And unfortunately, at number one, freaking Brendan. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> what a title. I do yeah. nothing to mesh. Just to looking mesh. strong. I mean, both those top two teams, pretty interchangeable. And it's, it's well, actually, if, if Wade doesn't lose Taylor and he just adds Saquon Barkley, is he clear in a way the best team? Oh, 100%. 1 million percent. The thing is, he probably is losing Jonathan Taylor. I know he's out for a couple, two to three weeks. They said IR is still on the table. So I, I, that's a tough question to answer. So it seems like he's just replacing Taylor with Saquon. But say in the championship game, he has all three of those guys. Um, you're saying it's just uh, he's he's the heavy favorite. He's got the best chance to win. And that means he repeats. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. The quickest two, the quickest repeat double winner in the history of the league. And even so, let's say he doesn't. Let's he's in the championship. Say it's Brendan. Let's just say it's Brendan and Wade in the championship. Brendan wins next year. Wade still has the best team. I mean, he's got three of the top fifteen running backs. He's got three of the top fifteen receivers. He's got. Two of the top five quarterbacks. He's got one of the top five tight ends. He's he's solid. He's he's done a masterful job of managing his team and getting all the potential out of all of his guys. Uh, yeah, I mean that. Tra- let's talk about that trade real quick because we would be remiss if we didn't. Uh, we kind of. And, and I think there's something we're forgetting, but uh, well. I'll- I said I knew there was something that we were forgetting to talk oh. about. <laughs> yeah, so, so talk about the details of the trade, Scott. Yeah. Officially, the trade is Chase sends Saquon Barkley, Matt Breida, and Debo Samuel, along with a 2025 second, to Wade for John Mechie, Jalen Hyatt, Kendra Miller, and a 2025 first. So a lot of hullabaloo went down in the group chat. Um Mostly centered around that not being a great call for Chase. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? So here's my thoughts. I'll try to keep it concise because, like you said, the group chat went off and it kind of can skew opinions. Saquon was always worth a first. Like that's a that's a guaranteed. I mean, really, any top running back is just going to be worth a first, whether it's the next year or three years down the line. So I think Gooch did good there getting his first because it didn't seem like he was getting, I mean, I offered him multiple trades for Saquon and the first was never involved. I don't, I think there was an offer somewhere there with Jimbo with, I don't know if there was a first involved there or not, but I mean, the bottom line is Saquon for a first, that seems fair all around. It's 25. I think it is. I think it is Wade's 25. I think so. So if, if it is, yeah, if that's yep. true that it's Wade's 25, then you're assuming let's just assume Wade repeats this year has another great year, potentially even three peats because we, I just said it, he's probably got the best team going into 24. And then, so then what that makes, so that makes that pick either like, what is, I don't know if I'm doing this timeline, right? So if he wins again next year, which is 24, then that pick is 1.12, which whatever. So first round pick anyway, going too deep here. But I think the biggest thing for me was that I was shocked that Debo was included in that trade. Now I'm not a big Debo guy, but he is, 
a pretty decent fantasy asset. He's a main, Gooch is like loves the Niners, is a big fan, and I just was surprised to see Debo included in that. But I think we've talked about this with Wade before, and he doesn't listen to the show, he doesn't give a crap what we've got to say. But Brendan, basically being Wade, is Wade will never do a trade unless it is grossly in his favor. So Gooch got to the point where it's at, towards the end of the year, he's been looking to trade Saquon all year long, and he just felt like this was probably the best he was going to get. He's like, it come down to that first, and he had to give up Debo. And I think there's a, there's a mindset there or like a thinking on his part that like, He's work. He's obviously working towards the twenty-five draft at this point. I think he's got three firsts in that draft. So right now, this is his fourth. Okay, so he's probably assuming that he and he has his probably has his twenty-five. So he probably thinks Debo's probably got a good two. Whatever happened, you know, Debo's probably just going to be almost a detriment to what he wants to do for the team. So he was. Willing to part. Now, I don't remember the trade because he didn't he just get him back from Doug like weeks, like a month ago or something. Yes. So it's anyway, deal that, yeah. my my estimation of the trade is that, yes, Gooch probably gave up too much for basically that first. Now, Kendra is, a, is an outlier in this in this deal. If he can stay on the field and be good. But you would assume there's a takeover of Kamara at some point there because Kamara's getting up there in age. Or it's just a split or it's something. So, like, he's got himself a young potential starting running back. So that's very – that's very, that, we were talking about this with trades too. We were talking about that potential to find somebody that's young enough that has the ability to maybe take over starting roles. We talked about this earlier in the year. So the Gooch probably thought about that heavily in this trade. So I'll give the slight edge right now to Wade getting a better end of this deal because he's getting Saquon, he's getting Debo, and he's giving up a first that he probably doesn't really need because if he could go for the if he could go for a three P, it'd be insane. I mean, you you almost pulled it off. If Wade can pull it off, I mean it'd be it'd be a huge, a huge storyline for this league. So but I don't think be, Gooch like I'd be got furious if he did. Deal. I don't think Gooch like did something horrible in the deal. He was, it was always going to probably go down this way because it just got long in the tooth in the year with this trade. And he probably was just like, well, I got to make a deal. And he made it. And it was, I feel like it's slightly in Wade's favor, but in the long run, I think Gooch is still happy going to 25 with four first. I mean, you can't, it's hard to, I mean, that's very good too. So I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm like 65, 50 Wade sure no I feel like so what so uh I've been I've been hitting the pavement right I've been doing my uh, due diligence journalistically <laughs> my intel that I'm getting is that uh the only first Chase wants at this point are 25s so he's clearly settled on that year as we've seen you know the the rebuilds take two years, right? You've got to, well, you don't have to, but the, the idea is sell everything off, bottom out for um, the year when prior to when you own your your first, right? Hopefully you win the lottery, get the first overall pick, and then also have other picks in the first after that to try and, and boost that, right? So that's, that's what he's doing. He's going to sell now, uh, tank in 24, and then, sorry, not tank, rebuild in 24, and then um, try to make moves in that 2025 draft, which there's there's some guys in that draft that 
you know, there, there's um, a lot of hype about already. My thing, I, you know, I've, I've been the person that overpays essentially for that plan. So I can't knock Gooch. I just do feel like there probably was a Debo suitor out there that probably maybe could have got it first. I, I guess the, the issue is looking at the 2025 draft, Gooch will have four picks. Matt will have three in the first. Brandon will have three. And the other two are with Doug and Ben. So are those even gettable? Probably not. Um, so now he's just kind of solidified his monopoly there. Maybe he doesn't want to deal with the hassle of trying to sell Debo for a 26 first, um, a 24 first, right? Like he's just, he made his, he made his plan and then followed through with it. So I guess that's the gist of it. And you're saying you're okay with that. I'm probably, I'm, I'm okay with it too. Yes. You feel like there was a little meat left on the bone there for him. Um, Good God. But uh, again, I can't judge that because <laughs> I've said whatever, let's just go for it. So. Yeah. And I, I agree with you there. And I thought that same thing. I said, man, he probably could have got something better separately with the Debo trade, but Again, what is that? A twenty-six, a, a potential twenty-six first. If he's not worried about the or cares about the twenty-six, then what was he going to do? Trade Debo for uh, right? Like I a, mean, like a, the, the other a idea player. Trade, yeah, trade Debo like to you. Not that this would happen, but like for like a Drake London, for example, like that kind of type of deal. And that's even harder. Yeah, I just don't know if anyone's going to be doing who, – who's – I mean, I wouldn't do that trade right now. So it's – Right, I, right. And I think he probably – he probably, you know, did do some due diligence out there to see what Debo could be done separately. And he probably just realized, well, if I want to get this pick, then – and, you know, as we said, Wade being the absolutely shrewd negotiator that he is, he's like, well, I guess I got to do this instead of potentially losing deal and then then trading these guys Saquon included separately for maybe less than what he wanted so he and we've talked about this again we we this is what happens at the scum and snake show and as the year goes by in fantasy football we always kind of circle back uh, to everything that we've kind of started talking about we've talked about this before with trades and with the draft and what it is that you want to do sometimes it just comes down to that's what that's what it comes down to. What is it that you just want to do as a manager? And it might not make sense to the majority of the league or other people. And this is this seems this looks like the prime example of what he wanted and what his goal was. And he said, I'm gonna go do this. However, I need to make this done. And then he did it and and we'll see how it plays out for him. Yeah, exactly. All right, that was the trade. Back to where the power ranks are and what the standings look like. Big news from the weekend is Eric lost to Hesse. Uh, Tyler won, and Tyler bumped Eric for that playoff spot, the one that's been in contention, the one that Eric's not completely out of it yet. we got two weeks to go and um, a lot of tough matches for him. But I think with, with that move, I think Tyler's in. He's got the easiest schedule of the playoff contenders left. Um, the ones that haven't clinched anyway, and he should be able to ride into the playoffs, which is huge for him. Um, let's give him his his kudos here because he was at the bottom of the league last year. So quick turnaround for him, thanks to some big moves on his part. 
Yeah, big props to Big T back in the playoffs. He achieved his goal, so very big congratulations. And we talked about last week, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, very much a shock at this point to realize that Ernie could very well be on the outside looking in the playoffs. Like you said, there's a couple weeks left, so something could happen. But And it just goes back to what I was kind of saying in the beginning. He's had a very rough year with injuries, very rough year with offenses not being good or whatever it may be. Players maybe just not putting it together this year. So unfortunate, definitely. Yeah, so it'll be between him, Jim, and Jesse. Jim and Jesse play in week 14, could very well be for a playoff spot. Eric and Jim play this week. Again, that could be a big – Eric needs to win this one. That's kind of the, the go-to. So if that if, – if he loses, our our tone could be very different by the time we record next week. But as of right now, still very live, still very much in question. And it's going to be a fun race in these last two weeks. That's all we could ask for. I think the buys are set. I don't see Wade or Brandon really losing in these next two weeks. And then even if they do lose one, they'll have the points edge on Ben. So. That's pretty much locked up. Um, anything else of note? I don't think so. No, definitely not. I mean, that's the power rankings. We got two weeks to playoffs. The jostling for those last couple spots will be on full display. Um, but that's that's it. Let's uh, let's talk about the other end of the spectrum, just just for giggles. Um. I probably have the top lottery spot locked up. Um, Gooch probably has the the fourth place odds locked up. So the battle between two and three is still up in the air between Matt and Doug. Um, the drop-off percentage-wise isn't that big. I think it's like 20% to 10% between two and three. So it's not major, but um, something to watch there for you lottery heads. <laughs> I don't know. Probably nothing to say there. I maybe I might cut that because that's stupid. <laughs> and that's the power ranks. They're ranked up, and I'm tanked up. Ranked up, tanked up. Let's take a break. Hear a word from one of our sponsors, and then we'll get into the week thirteen big time matchups. This episode, of this, this episode of the Scum and Sneak Show is brought to you by Sneak Inc. Now, we've got another division popping up, and it is called Sneaks? Sneaks. That's right. We're getting really, really deep here, guys. If you are interested in slinking around in the shadows, going around this world and this life undetected, living out in plain sight, then we've got the sneaks, sneaks strategy for you. Don't be afraid to give us a ring. We will teach you how to live this life undetected uh, and sneaking around with all the fun stuff that you're trying to do, sneaking around in this world. So sneaks, sneaks is just uh, here for you for all of those sneaky, sneaky needs. Sneaks, sneaks from Sneak Inc. You hear that? No, because I've been sneak 
sneaking. He didn't even know I was there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just another awesome entity from Sneak Incorporated, the conglomeration that I just aspire to to match one day in my business endeavors. Oh boy. Sneak, how about these week 13 matchups? They're fun, they're feisty. Starting off with, of course, the most fun. My matchup with Big T, it's Big Coffee versus Manila Knights, which you know, Tyler's able to use that two times in a row um, versus me and Matt. So good for him. Good for him, too, because he's going to get a win this week. We don't really need to parse it out. I, I tried to get my one and only upset last week against Ben. Couldn't pull it out with my tight end, my defense, and my kicker combining for negative three points. But, um, you know, my best shot was last week. Got some 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 of my best players, you know, best in quotes, on by this week. And Tyler just got a really good team um, heading into this one. So easy win the call. I don't think we should spend too much time on it. But am I wrong, Sneak? Is there – am I selling myself short? I, I would say you're not. Yeah, uh, T's been streaming. He's doing what he's – He's doing here. I'm excited to see him get into the playoffs. You're going to get a loss. You're going to go 0 and 13. Uh, had a nice outing of Bijan finally last week, but uh, no matter what, T's team is strong, and I expect him to just continue the win. Yep. Not only a win, it's the blowout of the week. Best coming sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. Yeah, from, from the potential upset to the blowout, I guess such is the life of the number 12-ranked scummy team. But big coffee. And if you guys look at my profile picture, uh, let me know if you want to order a scum and sneak mug. We can get that to you. Yeah, if you don't already have one, better What get are you one. doing, honestly? Let's go to uh, – I didn't realize this when we were doing the power rate, when I, or I guess when I did the whole bye week discussion – We've got Brendan's hyperextension team versus Guy Buttersnap. So one of them is going to take a loss this week. Um, again, not important because they'll still hold an edge over Ben rec- or points-wise for the bye. But the winner of this one's going to take the top spot and you know potentially have an easier matchup in the semifinals after their bye week. So pretty important here. Yeah, very important matchup. Two juggernauts, two amazing teams. Big scoring, I'm expecting. I'm um, hoping like some back and forth, some lead changes, uh, a lot of uh, cheering, a lot of being sad and mad. This is a, 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 a th- like you said, it's not going to affect too much, but I, it's going to bragging rights, the number one overall team, what it may be. Uh, I'm I'm expecting uh, Brendan to get this win just because Wade is going to ha- – he's not going to have Taylor, as we mentioned, and with the Saquon trade, I think Saquon's on a buy this week. So he has a little bit of a less strong team right now. I guess Yeah. trying to see, you know, that that flex spot with Tutu Atwell against DeAndre Swift is going to be a – 
heavily favored on Brandon's side, but he's playing the Niners, so Brandon could have a potential down game on that flex matchup. But uh, I just feel like Brandon's got a little bit better matchups overall. And uh, unless Wade gets, and again, I've said this about Wade a lot. Wade, and he's been pretty, every every week, it's Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, basically 30, 40 points. And that is huge numbers to be getting out of those spots. So Brandon better match that with A.J. Brown. And, um, you know, as of right now, he's got Deontay Johnson and Michael Pittman in there with, so they better have great games because he's going to, he probably will get beat out on the receiver end. But I'm going to give the slight edge just overall to Brandon here. Current projections show that's the case. Uh, But that doesn't mean that Wade, as he does every week, finds a way to win with, a new player it almost kind of seems like so i i'm just i think this is going to be a great matchup all around i'm gonna give the slight edges in the win here to brandon i agree i think you're right on there mostly due to the fact that wade's team is not at full strength now if and when these teams meet again it'll be a different story with debo and um saquon in the lineup wade will get debo this week so no saquon but you know a little bit of a boost there in that flex spot um, Brandon should win. We've got to point out the reverse stack. Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown. That duo hasn't been you know, doing too much lately. So what are your thoughts there? Are we going to get um, a bounce back from A.J. Brown? Or could that be a potential like weak point for Brandon? You said no, but just I want to point out the like recent trends. Yeah, that's a good reverse stack point to be made there. 49ers great defense there's potential for a, a bust there I think it's gonna come down like I, I forgot about the Debo getting in there at that um, flex spot for for Wade I think it's gonna come down to Brendan's got the better running backs Wade's got the yeah. better receivers uh, if they cancel each other out then I guess you could say it comes down I mean Mahomes and Hurts we mentioned two of the top five quarterbacks just a great matchup all around you know Brendan's got the, the edge matchup, on the tight yeah. end uh, it's just going to be fun. You know, I mean, we yeah. could, no, it's going to be no fun. Hawkinson this week we forgot to mention. So, yeah, Wade, you know, very much not at full strength. Yeah, not at full strength gives him the, the slight disadvantage. All right. I agree. Brendan, congrats on the number one spot by yourself. Only at the top, though, isn't it? Only at the top, isn't it? Let's talk about a pretty interesting matchup. We've got Matt's Ben isn't even that nice team versus Sawyer Payton. Ben's got some bye week issues. No DJ Moore, no Cole Komet, no Bills defense. He'll he'll round that out, but he's he's been getting a lot of solid production from Calvin Ridley and Devonta Smith recently. I don't know if twenty points a week is sustainable from those two, so. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, my thoughts here is that Ben's going to win. Uh, I, I acknowledge what you said about the bye weeks, but been getting good Ridley games. He's been getting good Singletary games. Uh, Goff's been down the last couple of weeks. You expect at some point there to do some sort of turnaround there. And, I, you know, Goff should have a better week this week. And just on Matt's side, he just doesn't in my opinion, got good, not only good matchups, but just really good players all around. I mean, Sam Howell against Miami should have a decent game. And he's got a, I mean, he's at this point with looking at his receiver, he's got to hope Rishi does what he did last week, but Green Bay's got a solid defense. So Rishi could be shut down. 
McBride, I think, was basically non-existent last week if I'm missing something. Yeah, I mean, like, for a tight end, it was a good week, but nothing, like, game-changing necessarily. And it's just hard for me to go – it's hard just to say that 08 isn't going to get this win. He's inexplicably been getting wins all year. He's only got three losses. He'll figure, Like you said, he'll figure out a way to round out his team. He'll figure out a way to get players in there. He'll get production from somebody. Could be a vintage cup game. Uh, could be an explosion from Goff. Who knows? So I just have more confidence in 08 right now. Uh, Matt's team is better-ish than what you see every week, I think. But – it's still just not up to par, and I think Ben's got the edge here, and it's a little bit bigger than the uh, the slightness than we're we're used to seeing. Sometimes it's bigger than what you're used to. That's fine. Sometimes it's just bigger than what you're used to, and you just have to deal with it. Deal with it. All right. How about um, an intriguing matchup? Gooch's soft tissue rehab versus Hesse's back one, two, three. What's his team name? Brandon's sleeper name. Oh, (laughs) perfect. So um, no Lamar for Hesse this week. Um, No Madison. So some bi-week issues. Chase will lose. Well, he doesn't have Saquon in at the moment. But... um, this one's feisty. This one is important still for Hesse. He wants to win out to secure his playoff spot. Um, but guess what? I don't think that happens. I think this is the upset of the week. Scum and Sneak upset of the week. Scum and Sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Oh! He's getting upset. Hesse's going to lose? Hesse's going to lose. He, uh, Madison is, you know, a sneaky, like, big part of his team. Lamar, obviously, is is a huge part, too. He gets to put in Russ. You know, he made that deal earlier this year with Eric. Eric is probably wishing he had both Russ and Monty uh, currently. But uh, I just – Gooch losing Saquon and Debo does hurt his team, but – he still has Ayuk, he still has Javante, he still has Kittle, Christian Kirk, um, HN, uh, we'll see. But if it's the HN we saw earlier this year, Tessie could be in trouble. And I think just, you know, we've got Godwin has been disappointing. Mike Evans has been good, but they probably don't need to throw that much against Carolina. Tessie's starting Donald Parm, who I love, but that is pretty easily a zero. The seven-foot tight end? Seven-foot tight end, but the way the Chargers offense has been playing, we're not ever in the red zone or a goal line, so what does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, Gooch is going to pull off to the win. He's going to play spoiler a little bit to Hesse. Hesse might still get in, but it's not going to look great after this loss. Yeah, I mean, if that happens, T will be very happy. Uh, Jimbo would probably be a little happy there. Uh, playing spoiler, I'm gonna just I'm gonna agree with you. You made very good points. Uh, uh, yeah, you just make very good points here. Gucci's wasn't gonna have Saquon anyway, so he, for this matchup specifically, mm-hmm. 
you, you're right. Godwin's been disappointing. Mike Evans has been very much not disappointing. He's been very good. Montgomery's been very good. Mostert's been very good. But without Lamar, you know, the seven-foot tight end's probably not going to give him anything. And he's got Tucker on by. He's got, like I said, Madison on by. He's yeah, I think it's to... close, but... I, and Hesse hasn't Gooch even is... been... I mean, we're not... We hate Terry McLaurin, but Hesse made that deal with Gooch with McLaurin. <laughs> I don't think he's played him since he got him. Then, you know, he shouldn't have, to be quite so, frank. He's doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Gooch, um, you know, this is your time. You've been wanting to pull off these upsets, had some bad luck, starting the rebuild, but... Still have some time for glory. For glory. Right, the marquee matchup of the week, playoff implication-wise. Joshton Doberson, Ernie Fritz's team on his last leg versus on burrowed time, which Jim, again, on point this year with the names. That was, When I saw that, I just you know gave you a little golf clap. That is that is spot on perfection. Jim wins and he's in. I'm pretty sure. You know, like I think it's not like official mathematically, but I think that that is the case. And if Eric loses, he's out. He's done for. So major, 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 major need on both ends to win this game. Eric probably gets Justin Jefferson back next week from injury. But they're, the Vikings aren't a bye this week. His whole team in general has been underperforming, underwhelming. Jimbo's got, I think, a couple bye week issues. He doesn't have Jacobs, no clue Herbert, right? So maybe not at his peak strength. He's going to get in um, probably Nico in there. So go big, big text. Where what, what are your thoughts on this one, Sneak? I'm going to say that uh, Jimbo gets this win here. I think in the last couple of weeks, if I remember correctly, I've been saying, like, I can't imagine Ernie just not being in the playoffs. I can't imagine losing. But that's just been the case. This has just not been his year, and I don't expect there to be a miraculous comeback this week. I'm not expecting his players to just explode and all of a sudden be good enough to get him a win. I like Jimbo's team. Uh, despite some of the buys, I think he's going to make up for it. And I think he's just got the the big, big, the massive text connection has been mm, perfection all year. So, so good. So good. So good. Uh, Pollard and ETN uh, should have en- enough juice there to make up for the Jacobs buy. Uh, yeah, I just have more faith in, in Jimbo's team. And I've we've had a lot of faith in this team the majority of the year. So I'm just going to stick by his side here. And just say that, sorry, Earn, it just wasn't in the stars for you this year. And there's been, there's the year, huh? Just wasn't there. And it, a lot of that, we've, we've gone over the reasons why. And it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Eric's just going to need a vintage Eckler game. Is that possible? I don't know. As it is for me to say, like, he hasn't looked right. He, I think he's been dealing with that ankle injury that he had earlier this year. I think that's just been uh, messing with him since, and he's trying to gut it out. Maybe it is just age. I don't know, but that's that's the big thing right now, besides, obviously, missing Jefferson, besides um, Jamar 
Joe Marturo not missing half of its um, effectiveness. So, yeah, it just it's kind of crazy to say, but I'll agree with you. Jimbo will win, and Eric is going to be out of the playoffs for the first time in a few years. Exactly. Man, crazy. Mm-hmm. Fancy's crazy, isn't it? That's what we. This is what we live for, guys. This is what we love. Let's end it with the actual marquee matchup of the week: tan, tan pants, black sweater versus NBA greater than NFL. Sneak versus Doug. One of the longtime, maybe not rivalries in the league, but a lot of history here. Uh, Zeke and AJ Green being traded back and forth between these teams. Dalvin and Derrick Henry and uh, whoever else was included in that deal getting traded between these teams. So um, marquee deals that change the whole trajectory of this league. But this matchup, unfortunately, does not change the trajectory of anything. <laughs> Sorry, Schnick, but No, yeah, it doesn't matter who's going to win this one. I'm going to give my... I guess I'm going to give myself the slight edge here. I think besides, if we can just take a couple minutes here, scum. Not this matchup, like I said, doesn't really matter. So it's it was brought up, I think, last week or during Thanksgiving or something like that about Doug basically saying he's done and doesn't want to be a part of the league anymore. Is that is that 100 accurate? I don't think that's official. I mean, Doug said that plenty of times before, and then has been in the league and hasn't left. So. Um, you know, this year was kind of his resurgence. Things didn't go his way. Maybe if he would have made that Derrick Henry deal when he could have in the offseason, he'd be more invigorated. I don't know. Just depends. He did just get married. So a lot a lot of questions, but nothing set in stone. At least from So the question that I have for you, Scum, is if he does end up leaving, who takes over the team? Who's our new member? I I got some guys interested. Okay. But I don't know if I think legally I'm not allowed to say that yet. Legally, you got the legal binding. Uh, yeah, I got an N, I got an NDA. You got the 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 what's it called in politics? The freaking gag order. Got gagged, yeah. You know, you got know straight. You got gagged up. You lo- that's all right. You've yeah, been just getting gagged. Been gagged. Ain't no thing. Anyway, who's who's winning, scum? Is it me or is it is it Doug? You will win. You had a really great week last week. Still lost, just going up against Wade's, you know, juggernaut team. But if your team is live, I know you were kind of bemoaning the fact that you're not catching those weeks when you need them. That you know led to your record, but the the potential is there. So I think you're you're going to get one of those weeks that we talked about where you guys kind of show, you know, what they're made of. Gives you some hope going into the next year, um, and you got to win, you know, a good. Just a good showing, but doesn't really matter uh, in the long run. Yeah, I, uh, I've just been very, I've been wildly inconsistent this year. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Again, tied to quarterback play. We said that earlier on the year. Uh, we said it again today. Hopefully that changes, but we'll, we'll see with the quarterbacks coming out next year. All right, Shneek. Uh, let's talk about hopes and dopes from last week. <laughs> we'll do mine quick because those are easier. Uh, I had a hope of Kyler Murray, and he basically he beat his projections by like a half a point, I think. So 
wasn't the big game that I wanted or needed to beat Ben. Push there. I double doped the Dolphins receivers, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I thought, you know, worst case scenario, I get one of those right. No, wrong on both. They both had great games. So uh, tough sledding there. You're ready to go down your your list of hopes and hopes from every team that played on Thanksgiving. I think, you, you know, remember, if you want to, you some, remember some just, of them. Just, just say that it was a, It was a mixed a bag. Watch. How about that? <laughs> it was a mixed bag. I literally don't remember. I was I was caught up in the excitement of Thanksgiving. I was just throwing about about a bunch of fun stuff out there, and uh, I don't it think was, I really hit any of them. It was super fun. I'm going to just say the names. I'm not even going to say if they were the hope or the dope. Just leave that to everyone else. But the players that we talked about were AJ Dillon, Romeo Dubs, Jameson Williams, Jared Goff, Big Brian Robinson, Sam Howell. All the receivers not named C.D. Lamb on the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, <coughs> Elijah Mitchell, Brandon Ayuk, whoever the starting running back was for the Seahawks, which was uh, Dak Charbonnet, and then either JSN or Andrew Locke. So do with that information what you will. Yeah, wow. Probably my worst one of the year, and I'll take it. I was caught up in the magic of Thanksgiving. There, there were some hits. There were some misses. That's, that's how it goes. Do you want me to start off this week? Yeah, go ahead and kick us off with the week 13 hopes and dopes. I'm going to go with um, my hope this week first. And that's actually going to be on Hesse's team. We predicted he was going to be the upset of the week. Maybe Hesse, if you play this player, you might be able to stave that off. But I think... Curtis Samuel is going to be a hope this week. Had a good game um, this past Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. And they're in another matchup where they're going to have to try and score. They're playing the Dolphins. He's he's very consistent, at least on a PPR level. He gets targets. Um, you know, maybe not the, the big play versatile guy that we thought he was when he was younger. But uh, I still think Sam Howell's going to target him. He's going to have, they're going to at least need to use him. They're going to need these other receivers. But yeah, I think Curtis Samuel is a whole play this week. And Hesse should try to get him in the lineup. Maybe instead of Godwin. Yeah, that's a pretty fun call. You love Curtis Samuel. Then, I have, yeah. And that's a good uh, substitution there for Hesse if he's looking to shake that squad up and get rid of the ho hum Godwin. So classic scum call. And then my dope this week is unfortunately going to be on Ernie's team. Just just hate to see such an involved and um, busy manager not have the success that he was hoping for. But it happens to the best of us. And the dope this week, let's go. Let's go back to a double dope, just because now I'm looking at it, it's fun. Um, Eric's trying to go for a stack to maximize his potential, but I'm going to double dope. Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett this week. Oh, you're just really shutting him down. Thursday night primetime spot, you know, not not Ugh. the best scenario to start off with. And then it's against the Cowboys. Maybe they're playing from behind and we get some some garbage time stuff, but the defense is too good. Geno hasn't looked good and um, just not loving that spot at all. So double dope. Again, 
hate to say it, but double dope Gino and Tyler Lockett. Yeah, it's a that's a good call on Thursday night. They're just always usually pretty bad. So double dope. We're really just saying, Ernie, it's just not happening for you. So my hope this week's come. I'm going to take a little bit of page out of your playbook. I'm going to go on a commander's receiver here. I'm going to go to Brendan's okay. team. Okay. And I think if Brendan was really crazy, he might think about trying to throw Jahan Dotson into the lineup against Miami. Yeah, same same kind of reasoning, I think, right? Yeah, very good potential for a high-scoring game. You expect – I mean, I'm expecting Ramsey slash Howard to be on – McLaurin slash maybe Dotson, but if Dotson can sneak away and get have himself a big catch and a big, uh, you know, big reception slash touchdown type game, he was he had a couple good games in the middle of the year. Brendan made the trade, I think, last year for Dotson, uh, yeah. young receiver. And we mentioned, I think, in that matchup that Wade's receivers are a lot better right now than Brendan's. Brendan has a potential for a potential dud out of AJ Brown and even though Pittman's a PPR monster, is he really going to do anything? So I'm just saying, if you if you look if you're feeling crazy, think about Dotson in that Miami matchup for my hope. Love it. Let's get crazy. And then for my dope, I was trying to you know I want to keep it into the matchups that that matter here. Sure, uh, sure. And I was looking to try to find somebody. Where was I here? course where was i oh yeah here we go i think i'm gonna be on oh yeah i'm gonna be at my dope this week i'm gonna be on jimbo's team uh it's gonna be cj stroud whoa i know i mean we all love him i love him everyone loves him he's been a darling he's been amazing he's number six quarterback but i think denver's gonna have something ready for him going i know it's at home it's the texans they've been explosive but i think denver's it, you know, kind of like the way the year's been going. Like you thought Denver was going to be horrible and they're surging towards the playoffs. So I think they're going yeah. to really do what they can to stop him. And he's probably going to have an okay game, but he's not going to be what he's been doing with the freaking 300 yards and three touchdown type performances. I think he's going to have some struggles. Uh, it's going to be probably a tight, weird back and forth game. But I'm going to just, you know, I'm calling a big name out there. Stroud, love the guy. But he's probably going to have. I'm. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a bad game. All right, surprising call, but I mean, yeah the the Broncos are a team this year. I think all their games have been real weird, even the ones that aren't close, like the big blowout against the Dolphins. Like that was a weird game, and then they play um, everyone else super tight. Like it's just whatever, whatever Sean and Russ have up there in Broncos country is strange. So. Um, I get it. I don't know if I believe it, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You don't I'm have to believe it. It's probably I'm not going to happen. <laughs> I'm fully in on the freaking Texans now. Gosh, they converted me. Yeah. I mean, they're so fun to be a part of. Like we said before, you want to get your hands on crazy offenses and their Stroud can support two to three pass catchers every week. So hard to vote against them, but here I am. All right. I like it. Big name call. All right, Shink. Shall we wrap it up with America's favorite segment? Scum and Shink at the Thursday night game. Wrong. Yeah, it's been it's been really bad for me. I think I've missed the last like five weeks, but that's okay. 
I don't think we're going to miss this week. We talked about it already in Hopes and Dopes, but we've got um, Seahawks and Cowboys on Thursday night. I already kind of gave my opinions on this game, so I'll just say, yeah, I do think it is a bit of a route by the Cowboys. Um, 27 to 13. All right, I'm going to go Cowboys 27 to 12. <laughs> we're playing like prices right rules on on the total You're me yeah i was gonna say cowboys were just only gonna score maybe like 21 and it was gonna be like yeah I could, they're just gonna be shutting them down offenses it's gonna be one of those games where like seattle can't do anything but i gotta give them a, i gotta give them another touchdown there so i'm with you on 27 all right well that's the week 13 episode guys uh it's, it's getting fun we're gonna get into the you know, we, we all play fans for the most part for the playoffs, for the championship. So we're going to get to that point where we start to decide hours for this league. And it's just going to be fun to watch, even though, Shanika, unfortunately, you and I are not going to be involved in that race. We'll get to talk about it. Yeah, we're here to talk about it. We're here to judge your teams. We're here to pick them apart and you as humans. So the playoffs are going to be very, very exciting. We won't be a part of them, but we'll always be in your brains and your ears you know it'll keep our minds clear honestly because when we started this and i had the stress of you know actually trying to win it's, it's a lot now we can just clear eyes full hearts can't lose we literally can't lose because we're not involved so it's gonna be great it's gonna be great i'm excited to see what these next couple weeks show us have a good week everyone bye to get me a coke dude gotta fuel up on that crispy coke right now dude oh it sounds so good